coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we get out of the console business. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including a quote from Nintendo President Shuntaro Furukawa taken totally out of context. And then on Thursday, we are going to be ranking franchise contributions to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate with Matt Acevedo. That's right. The day is here. Mark, how you feeling? I'm feeling... A little bit of weight on my shoulders, you know, when we have these big rankings coming up. Yeah. It really, you know, puts into focus your life and what's important. And yeah, you start to like look back on your life and say, like, I should have spent more time with my dad when he was feeling better. And I shouldn't have missed my son's baseball game for work. Right. Which we've all done. Always baseball. It's always baseball. And also, I should have played more super smash brothers before we started ranking series contributions i wasn't sure how to bring that back around in nintendo no it's okay uh there was a nintendo baseball peripheral right like a thing that pitched baseballs to you how about rusty's real deal baseball how about rusty's real deal baseball look we can all agree that the franchise that has contributed most to super smash brothers is either rusty's real deal baseball or uh that uh uh, that claw catching game with the rabbit oh sure the yeah uh-huh badge arcade badge arcade nintendo badge arcade they need to bring that back i like that rabbit i think he's good um speaking of rabbits that i think are good you could make your own rabbit as a playable character in my copy of sonic forces which you can borrow is that too circular of a <laughs> i loved it this? uh that's right my copy of sonic forces which is still out in the wild right now uh can be yours to borrow if you send us an email with your address i will send it to you you can play it and send it back to me completely free oh absolutely look i don't charge you for this the u.s postal service doesn't charge you for it you're doing patrick a favor every second that sonic forces is not in his home i am a happier man this is true. I, first, I was going to challenge you on that. How are they doing me a favor, I was going to say. But uh, Mark got to the quick of it before I could even ask but about it. But I mean, it. don't keep it forever. Like, we like getting it to come back. And then Patrick, like, you know, puts two pairs of gloves on and mails it out to the next That's person. right. Well, I also get my Sonic Forces handling tongs, That's which, right. you know, I really need to handle that thing. Borrowed from the Soviets. That's, well, stolen. They don't know that it's gone. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So I have not been playing too much Nintendo stuff because this weekend was the weekend that I dragged out the PlayStation VR and uh, two things turned on Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is great and is as good as everyone says it is. And Tetris Effect, which is great and as good as everyone says it I is. I think Eurogamer may named Tetris Effect its game of the year. I Here, think. The, so 
I played a bunch of the the journey mode of it, which is like the main uh, sort of experience of it, and it's great. Um, but when Sarah put on the helmet and she was playing, and uh, like going through the last level of it, it is so clear that the game knows what Tetris does to the human body and to the human brain, and the way it controls speed and like its tension and release game. And the way uh, the music grows with you and like backs down with you, it just turns into this meditative process. It's like doing mental yoga. It's so cool. That sounds incredible. Uh, and I wish it was on the Switch, but it's, it, I mean, as, as a VR experience, it just cannot be beat. But so I, I got to call them uh, a do overs for me on, on this week playing Nintendo games. Mark, what have you been playing? A little sampler this week. Uh, I play some Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, still really enjoying Spirit Mode. That's mm-hmm. really where I've been spending most of my time. Or sorry, like uh, the Spirit Board. Yeah, yeah. That's where I've been spending most of my time. Um, and then finish the story mode of Katamari Damacy uh, Reroll. Congratulations. Love that game. Yeah. And uh and then went back to Pokemon Let's Go and actually made some forward progress. I just I can't remember his name. It's like the Ninja Gym where every like he has a bunch of poison Pokemon. Um and now I'm on my way to uh I just went through these like ice cave things. I just blanked on the name. Seafoam Island. Ah. Um but yeah, so Pokemon Let's Go, it's been a while since I had played it a few weeks. And I kind of forced myself to go back to it so I can keep making forward progress on it. And yeah. if I feel like if I don't do that occasionally, it's just going to slip away forever and I'll never finish it. Yeah. But once I went back to it, I was hooked. And like I put a number of hours, like four or five hours into it this weekend, all things told. So Isn't that weird that like our brains will do that? We'll like for whatever reason we'll stop doing something. We know it'll be fun to do it again, but we like have to convince ourselves that we like having fun. Also, last time when I played, I stopped at a point where like I had made it I had made it through like uh route twenty or something like that. Like a route that I if you get this number wrong, Mark. <laughs> people are already yeah. banging at their keyboards. Um but it was like a long, difficult one. And so I've kind of felt exhausted at the end of it yeah like it wasn't the most fun to go through it was just like trainer battle after trainer battle after trainer battle and so i think part of that was a little bit while i why i was hesitant to go back sure you can get burned out on on games i'm glad that you uh found your way back to uh i mean i you were still sort of like in the main throes of playing katamari but like to both smash and uh pokemon let's go obviously those games really did just come out like a month or less ago um and uh but it, it's cool to like keep going back to those wells because they're deep wells those are both big games yeah i mean i still haven't unlocked every character on for my smash roster oh i i did oh. right before christmas yeah um, i'm i'm enjoying just kind of like chipping away at it yeah and not trying to um not being in a rush yeah well, and that's sort of how i approached it too which is sort of uh I played a lot on the plane, I think, is, <laughs> is, is what did it. All right, so that's what we've been playing uh, this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Kind of a quieter week for new releases. 
on uh, ish. There are two big Nintendo releases. <laughs> that's that's true, but that's true. That's fair. On January tenth, before we get to that, uh, everything is releasing on the Switch eShop. It seems. I think you highlighted this one. I, I did. Here, um, are, are you familiar? Are you familiar with the game Everything? I'm not. Uh, so the game Everything. Uh, you start controlling. It is very uh, like Katamari E in this regard. Um, that you get to control anything in the universe. Um, so like you start as being like a small speck of dust, and as soon as you like encounter a different object, you can take control of it. Um, so you know to uh, or it, it, there's a some sort of like size differential there, but you know you get control of an ant, then you become a spider, then you become uh mouse you know whatever i feel like i just jumped scale there but um until you are you know enormous like quasars uh traversing the universe uh so it is about everything the game is uh you know a a game of scale um which uh is very intriguing to me it's a game i've not ever actually played but i've only ever been like oh i would like to know more about yeah that, that does sound really cool and it was kind of like a stealth announced um just a couple days ago uh, as coming to the Switch. So uh, something to look out for. And then also on the 10th, uh, there's a new Sega Edge Ages release, OutRun, is coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. And then on January 11th, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey is released for the 3DS. Yep. And uh, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition is coming out. And then, of course, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is also being released on Friday. Yeah, that's two. I mean, they're both remakes, obviously. Uh, well, or re-releases, I guess. What What are we counting, um, Mario Deluxe as? Yeah, I, I, uh, I think a re-release is fair. Is, is probably right. Um, yeah, because uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story that's like a remake. Like all of the assets are new in it. Um, and it has this whole new like game mode in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird that Nintendo is dropping both of those on the, the same day right here at the beginning of the year. It feels to me now that, uh, we're almost two years into the Switch and yeah. we've seen the 3DS, um, its releases kind of trickle out that the 3DS and the Switch are targeting very different audiences at this point. Totally. So I think it is not all that surprising that they would release, uh, their, a kind of like big 3DS game that we know about right now and a new Mario game on Switch at the same time cuz I I really don't think that there's a ton of active crossover anymore. Um so which you're you're excited about uh new Super Mario Bros, right? I am. Yeah. I I know we played it not that long ago, maybe within the past year or so, but I already pre-ordered it um partly cuz you get like the gold uh points or gold coin oh, sure. pre-order like bonus double, for doing yeah. it. Um, but also, like, this weekend, I was looking for just, like, a 2D platformer to jump into, because that's kind of uh, what my go-to genre, just to kind of kill time. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do Super Mario Brothers 3, or the original Super Mario Brothers, and I wanted something less technical than Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, wasn't feeling Sonic, it would, be, like... It's nice just to have a comfort Mario game to go to. Yeah, and, and it, I'm looking forward to that. It's not only a good comfort Mario game, it's a good like comfort multiplayer Mario game. Like, you know, most people can wrap their heads around a, a 2D platformer, especially one that like can let you, you know, bubble up and just sort of like follow along through the the more difficult parts. Um yeah, it's a I mean, it's 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 a good game and I think it's gonna make a ton of sense on Switch. Um I'm very interested in 
Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Um, I really like the Superstar Saga um, re-release that came out last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's a, a wonderful way to repackage those games. I guess I could play the original Bowser's Inside Story on my 3DS if I just have the old DS cartridge. But uh, I, don't, I don't have an end to that sentence. Other than I, I, I like the improvements that they make in these games. I, I think they look really good um, in, in the new releases. Um, all right, so uh, the, those are the new releases. Mark, let's close out of that segment. And now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So... For the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Today, Mark, we are taking a What Universal Movie Monster Are You quiz. That's right. Courtesy of Brainfall.com. Thank Hopefully you, Brainfall. Hopefully that won't like, steal your Facebook data or whatever if you go there. Right. Uh, but we don't know. But they so might. we're not vouching for it. That's right, what I'm saying. But don't download software for Brainfall. That's right. And... Uh, May, are, are we stealing this content from them? What does this count as? Oh, sure. Uh, we're well, aggregating it. Yeah, right? there we That's go. There we go. Okay. Uh, question. Well, so hold, hold on a second. Oh, sure. Do yes, you, of course. Before we begin this, do you think it will... For, uh, are we taking it together or are we taking it separately? I think we should take it together collectively. Okay. What do you think we will collectively uh, come out as? I think we're a Frankenstein. I think we're the mummy. <laughs> Which is pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually. We're like lumbering. Yeah. Don't talk a whole lot. You're thinking like classic mummy, like uh, Boris Yes, Carlin. I am. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm not thinking Tom Cruise the mummy. <laughs> or Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Uh, which classic film monster are you? Question one of nine. Ooh, I hope these are just universal monsters. I guess we'll find out. Question one of nine. Frightening villagers is a full-time job. How do you feel about working nights? Uh, we either like it. We're creatures of the night. We're more of, day, of a day person collectively, or we're indifferent. Mm, I feel like this is one where we are going to have to say uh, uh, we're indifferent because I think I'm a little bit more of a morning person and you're more of a night person. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. So we, uh, I'm indifferent. Compromise. No one's happy. <laughs> Wait, how do I? I can't, I can't move forward. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> uh, well, shoot. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me all right. All right. Let me, let me see if I can figure this I, out. I, I, think, I think this website is stealing all of your Facebook data. Yeah. Mark. Okay. Um, I'm trying. This all has to, to stay in. There's no editing it out. No. It's 4.33. Okay. I'm indifferent. <laughs> I really don't know what's happening. <laughs> it, it refuses to move forward. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's. Different quiz. Different quiz. This one's from PlayBuzz. Okay, great. PlayBuzz.com. Same uh, thing applies. Sa same category. Where would you like to live? Swiss Alps, exotic rainforest in Costa Rica, London, lush and rainy Ireland, France, Italian countryside, the Mojave Desert, or Forest of Aspen? Uh, I've never been, but I've my vote is either Swiss Alps or lush and rainy Ireland. Let's go with the Alps. That okay. sounds... I like mountains. Uh, what... Could you eat forever and never get tired of? Seafood, leftovers, nothing I don't care for eating. Juicy steak, leafy green salad, fine cooked meats and vegetables, red wine is all I need, or bison burger. Okay, Le leftover seafood is all I need? No, 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 no. sorry. Seafoods, 
new one, leftovers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I thought that was saying <laughs> leftover seafood is all I need. What universal monster would that be? Um, uh, red wine, baby. Okay, red wine <laughs> is all I need. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Super athlete, transformation, super sense of smell, always looking beautiful, uh, the art of perfect disguise, eternal life, invisibility, super strength. Okay, well, let's rule out uh, uh, supernatural beauty because we already have that. Uh-huh. Um, the art of perfect disguise. We both have mustaches and beards, so right. we are nailing that. that. would be redundant. Um, eternal life sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, no way. Um, I'm leaning towards super sense of smell. Let's take it. That seems nice. Um, what's your worst enemy? Standoffish? I don't Oh, quality. Oh. What's well, your worst quality? Or <laughs> standoffish? No self Inability to read questions. <laughs> no self-discipline? I'm just panicking. I'm worried we're not going to get to the end of this. Let's let's do no self-discipline and move on to the next okay. one. <laughs> uh, which would be your dream job? Rocket scientist, dolphin trainer, animal whisperer, archaeologist, doctor, children's book author, hypnotist, techie for a rock band. I think clearly... We would be uh, children's, children's book, book author. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. What's your favorite children's book? Um, oh, oh, Matilda. Does that count if it's not a um, sure. like picture book? Uh, what is your favorite song? Surfing USA, The Scientist by Coldplay, uh, Fear Elise, Beethoven, Weird Science by Ongo Boingo, Monster by Rihanna Eminem, Take Back the Night by Justin Timberlake, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, from uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, "Crazy in Love" by Beyonce. Um, what? Which out of those is your favorite? Well, song? let's rule out for Elise, as it's not a song; it's a piece of music. A song needs to have singing in it. Okay, or it's there not you a song. go. Um, um, definitely not anything by Justin Timberlake. Sh- uh, I would say either uh, "Crazy in Love" or uh, the Beach Boys song. Let's do the Beach Boys song, okay. "Surfing USA." Uh, how do you dress to impress? Designer gown, a simple sh- suit should do. Whatever fits the moment. Nothing. I don't need clothing to be impressive. Finest foreign silks and furs. Forgetting to get dressed and going out naked. That feels like two of the same thing. Vintage or tuxedo, go big or go home. Wears uh, jeans and a hoodie. Oh, no. Wait, wait. We're suspe- we have to. It would be cruel not to suspend 433 rules. So this is a 433 continuance. Yeah. So we're going to say whatever fits at the moment. Okay. Uh, that's the closest to jeans and a hoodie. What is your biggest fear? Getting a sunburn and never recovering. Having people know who you really are. Ferocious beasts. Dying alone. Hashtag forever alone. Being kidnapped. Being buried alive. Other people. People are scary. Fire is dangerous and I don't like it. I'm going to go with... Uh, my vote would be being buried alive. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. Uh, I don't think we should discount how scary ferocious beasts are. Yeah, that's true. Let's they go with are... Buried Alone. Let's go with <laughs> Buried Alone. But big ups to Ferocious Beast. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're calculating the results. Please let my phone. <gasps> Congratulations. We are the Wolfman. We are People are, the are wolf drawn man. to us because of our mis- mystery and intrigue. This is all true. But every now <laughs> and then we come out of our shell and let everyone see the real us. Very true. When we do, people and animals love your company. So take pride knowing what power we have over people. Yes, absolutely. Also, they urge us to check out Universal Classic Monsters, the complete 30-film DVD collection featuring the Wolfman and the rest of the classic monsters available now. Thank you, playbuzz.com. Um, if you would like to recommend a quiz for us to take on a future installment of 433, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Today, we were accompanied by an ensemble from the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. But I guess we'll never know for I sure. I guess we will, in fact, never know. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. 
Headcanon, the studio behind 2017's Sonic Mania, shared a video on their YouTube channel today showing off a demo for an abandoned Darkwing Duck game that they had pitched to Capcom, who had previously released two Darkwing Duck games on NES and Game Boy. The original NES game is available on the Disney Afternoon Collection, which has still not come to Switch, stupidly. That's insanity, right? I think it just, like, happened too early in the Switch's life. And while I'm hoping it was a like six successful enough for capcom i don't think it was such a success that people are still talking about it or thinking about it it's also for as much as like uh whether there's a new darkwing duck game would partially be a capcom decision that's got to be a disney decision yeah right? and at this point i don't feel like disney's all that interested in darkwing duck you know <laughs> well, they haven't what, found, what do you mean they haven't found a way to like turn it into a live action slash computer generated remake yeah, and by the way, Disney, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the new DuckTales, which I have not watched, the animated series is really good. So yeah, I also maybe there could be life uh, for it there. But the game was supposed to be a successor to the NES game and even has a real, like, neat 16 bit throwback art style. Yeah, it looks really cool. And you can, uh, I recommend that anyone who uh, did play the original Darkwing Duck, even on the Disney Afternoon Collection, um, check out what Headcanon was uh, thinking about doing with it. They were going to get the original voice actors and, you know, tell a story that takes place between the end of the animated series and, like, the movie that came out. Oh, that's it. fun. Um, so, like, you know, they, it's always so weird to me, like, video games take so long to make and, like, so many resources, and especially something like this, which would have to go through both Capcom and Disney, and they're just like, well, it's, there, there are too many no's in the way, and so it just doesn't get made. Speaking of neat 16-bit throwback art styles, last month the developer Sabotage relieved, revealed free DLC coming to the Messenger later this year. Yep. Uh, Picnic Panic. In a recent Q&A, director... How do you... Is it... Terry? Theory? Theory? I, don't, I don't know. Boulanger said that the free DLC is an experiment, the first of three potential new chapters for the Messenger. If Picnic Panic drive sales, they'll move forward with the other two. And they're kind of, the way my understanding of it is that he's, like, pitching, like, if we complete all three, it would be, like, the total messenger story. Yeah, it would be the messenger treasure trove. I mean, the, yeah. the, it's it's sort of the uh, the Shovel Knight uh, model at, at this point, which is cool. I like the idea of, you know, rather than, like, trotting out sequels um, where, you know, you kind of have to, like walk that line of um, not changing it too much, but also like changing it enough to justify being a sequel. Uh, and cause like, this is what we would have gotten, uh, you know, between like Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden two, for example, like, yeah, it's the same basic game, which is different levels. Um, and if that's what uh, these expansion passes end up being like, I'm, I'm all for it. And the first one looks pretty cool and has like a sort of unified aesthetic to it. And is free. And is free. So, and I loved The Messenger. It's one of my favorite games of last year. So I'm, I'm totally on board for however much they want to add to this thing. The Humble Store will now be selling Nintendo games. They'll be selling Switch and 3DS games, uh, digital codes, along with add-on content. Yeah, so you can get like the uh, Splatoon, Oct- Splatoon 2 Octo expansion or any, any of that um, ad- additional content. Uh, it's kind of cool that Humble is now offering Nintendo games, like digital codes for them. I don't really know how this... Yeah, what does this change? Like, it's, I guess it's just another avenue to get digital codes from? Um, I guess the only 
thing, like the only way it could change or like be of a benefit to us is if Nintendo games start to be included in humble bundles. Um, but like, there's no reason to suspect that Nintendo is like immune to so many price drops. And, you know, most games when they're out for like three years, you know, end up getting down to like eight bucks at a GameStop or whatever, but you know, not Nintendo games. So I would suspect that they would be immune from that, uh, in in that form as well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Does humble the humble store like do s- sales? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, now that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is out, all we have left to speculate about are the identities of the DLC characters. That's true. We had to give up a pastime, which was what characters will they announce for Super Smash Brothers? That's gone now. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's its own industry. Yeah, that's right. We had to shut down a it whole wing small economies. of our office. We used to hire 13 people. Now it's j- down to just me and Mark. Uh, that was a tough day I'm, when Smash came out and we had to start letting people go. I miss them all. I miss, miss a couple of them. Uh, but we can still speculate about the DLC characters. That's right, we can. First, from data miners, and I guess there's maybe some potential spoilers ahead, so be on guard yeah if if you consider uh things that happen in life potential spoilers <laughs> uh okay the co- uh first from data miners the code names for three dlc characters have been found in the game's most recent update these code names are jack brave and paku paku is the japanese name for the piranha plant and jack is presumably persona 5's joker mm-hmm. so that leaves us wondering who brave refers to merida from the pixar film brave no. Well, maybe. We don't, we don't actually know. The brave little toaster. <laughs> the hero from the original Dragon Quest game is called... Uh, you, I don't know how to say it. Uh, I think Yusha? Yeah, in Japanese, which translate directly to brave. Right. Uh, and that, that the hero from the original Dragon Quest is also, like, just sort of has for a long time been rumored to be... Uh, one of the downloadable characters. So that's sort of the prevailing theory right now. And Dragon Quest is definitely maybe the big Japanese video game series of history that is not currently associated with Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's one. Second, a leak from Five Channel, a presumed leak or a rumor, uh, is that the remaining four characters are Erdrick from Dragon Quest. Steve from Minecraft, uh, Ryu from Ninja Gaiden, and Doom Guy from Doom. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate each one of these? We'll start with <laughs> ten being the most hate, and okay. one, one being no hate whatsoever. Uh, er- Erdrick from Dragon Quest. One. Uh, Steve from Minecraft. One. Uh, Ryu Hayabasa from Ninja Gaiden. One. Doom guy from Doom. One. Oh, you don't hate any of them. I don't hate these at all. Like I'd be fine if all of these are real. They don't feel real to me. They don't feel real to me either. The uh, obviously the Dragon Quest guy does, um, but the rest of them don't. I and I know there was like some buzz about um, the Steve from from Minecraft um, before Smash's release, but for whatever reason that doesn't sit. I'm I'm not excited about that one. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. N- none of them really feel super compelling to me. Yeah, I could be completely wrong, but for whatever reason, Steve from Minecraft just 
doesn't feel like a Smash Brothers character to me. And this may be where you and I are old. Um, Very true. Because uh, I, I think Steve from Minecraft carries more uh, weight with kids than he does with us, as partially evidenced by the fact that we have to keep calling him Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> I think that's totally true. Uh, also, Doom Guy from Doom. Uh, Doom is a kind of like tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top series. Yeah. But again, it, it just doesn't kind of pass the smell test to me. That being said, I... And probably totally, absolutely wrong. And these are all real. And look, if we get Doom Guy, when are we going to get Duke Nukem? <laughs> these are just logical questions that follow. I would walk out. I don't know out of where. Well, we have a whole nother wing for you <laughs> to go down. That's true. Uh, it's like it's, House of Leaves in here. It's scary in there. <laughs> I don't like walking down there alone. Uh, this kind of feels like, uh, what was it, the Grinch leak? A little bit to yeah, me. Yeah, it does. It, it feels like that for sure. Where's Banjo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, says, when Banjo's not on screen, all the other characters should be saying, <laughs> where's Banjo? Yeah, no, it definitely feels like someone probed around of like, what is plausible? What companies have been, um, you know, playing nice with Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Here, here are characters from those companies. Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa gave an interview with uh, Nikkei last week, which led to a bunch of different news outlets to run different uh, headlines like Nintendo to stop making consoles and stuff like that. So here's the portion of the interview drawing this kind of weird attention specifically. The interviewer says, have you ever run into an innovation dilemma where the company's past successes were too big, making innovation impossible? Furukawa says, we aren't really fixated on our consoles. At the moment, we're offering the uniquely developed Nintendo Switch and its software, and that's what we're basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience on. That being said, technology changes. We'll continue to think flexibly about how to deliver that experience as time goes on. It has been over 30 years since we started developing consoles. Nintendo's history goes back even further than that, and through all the struggles that they faced, the only thing that they thought about was what to make next. In the long term, perhaps our focus as a business could shift away from home consoles. Flexibility is just as important as ingenuity. In the long term, perhaps our focus as a company could shift away from home consoles. He's basically saying never say never. Yeah, he's, he's saying the company's been around for over 100 years. You know, are we still making uh, like Hanafuda cards? cards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Um, the, 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 the company changes with the times and with how people are taking in their entertainment. Um, Sure didn't say that Nintendo's going to stop making consoles. It's just such a weird thing that people ran with. Yeah. Um, especially when I feel like that is... it. The actual quote is a much better summarization of like Nintendo as a company, where yeah. they kind of are like following the fun, and they're not uh, like... Yeah, they're not like beholden to like, this is the format that the fun has to come in. However, they're going to... Labo is a great example of this, right? Like they found something fun and they developed it and like it's video game adjacent, but like you can't say that like Labo is just another video game thing. It's something different. And like Nintendo has always been a toy company yeah. and like video games are an extension of that or like an expression of that. But it's not like uh, Sony or Microsoft where uh, 
their console business, their home console business is just one pillar of a much larger technology company. Yeah. You know, it's not, uh, so Nintendo tomorrow could decide to go back to being a card, like a playing card manufacturing company, and they, nothing else is dependent on that. And so they could successfully shift to that if they wanted to potentially. Right. Or unsuccessfully shift to it as also well. Also very true. <laughs> Nintendo does both. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of 3DS games are on sale at Amazon. Mario Kart 7 is $14.99. Captain Toad, Toad Treasure Tracker is $24.99. Luigi's Mansion, $24.99. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, $24.99. Mario Party The Top 100, also $24.99. Pokemon X, $24.99. WarioWare Gold, $24.99. Also, there's a bunch of 3DS games on sale on Target. I think it is, I mean, obviously we are entering the, uh, you know, sunset era of the um, 3DS, but it is becoming uh, easy and affordable to get a bunch of games, um, a bunch of really good games uh, for this thing. And I'm sure that that is also going to drive down the um, secondhand market too. So like, you know, what we were saying earlier about... um, Nintendo games never dropping in price. We are seeing it happen on the uh, 3DS. So, like, if you've got one of those and you missed out on some of these games, um, Captain Toad. That's a that is an all time great game. It's twenty five bucks. Um, I'm thinking about uh, uh, what on here would I be interested in playing? The Luigi's Mansion. Um, that's not Dark of the Moon. It's the uh, the remake of the GameCube game. Um, that's really interesting to me. WarioWare Gold was an awesome game that came out just last year. Um, like the best WarioWare game I think I've played. There's so much content in it, and now it's 25 bucks. Yeah, if you're like a gamer on a budget, yeah, because the Switch is still really expensive. Like 300 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, and if you're a gamer on a budget and you are looking to get into Nintendo games or like the 3DS or the 2DS, is an amazing system with an amazing library of games. And now is a great time to get into it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, or if you've got kids and uh, you want something that, th- that they can play with, that is, again, giving them a bunch of different uh, uh, kinds of experiences. For pretty cheap and a system that's kind of indestructible. Yeah, I still think of my 3DS as something that I don't need to think about how I treat it. Um, I'm still very careful with my Switch. And I baby it and I put it in its little case. And I love it. Um, but man, that 3DS, you can just throw it anywhere and it's fine. Um, the, uh, next, next news item here, um, is something that I've inserted. Um, I've been noticing that there are a couple of, uh, games that have announced, um, different streams or streaming events for January 10th. Uh, so both Catherine Full Bodied Edition and Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition have, uh, events on January 10th. Um, there has been, there have been rumors of a Nintendo Direct, um, around that time. Um, and so it just, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating all of these things together. Uh, the 10th is a Thursday, which is a pretty common day for the Nintendo Direct. And Nintendo usually does a big Direct in January. Um, does this mean maybe we're going to see Catherine full-bodied edition on Switch? Possible. Uh, is this maybe just entirely a coincidence? Uh. Also possible. Mark, what are your thoughts on a, a possible um, direct uh, this week? I I don't know the. It, we might know about it by the way by the time this episode is released. That's true. Yeah, they might be announcing it right now as we record this. Um, 
But I don't know. Is it weird for them to do one right before Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe if they don't plan on talking about Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe? Although I guess they could, even if it's just like yeah, in out, mention out of like out tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I don't know what's weird for Nintendo anymore. Um, it does seem like maybe you would want to just have that those two Mario games come out and then like the next week start talking about what what's coming up next. But like, I, I think that the time is about right for um, a look at what Nintendo's 2019 actually looks like. Yeah, especially since this is the last year they're making video game consoles. So, right. Well, that's that's one thing that we know for sure. And finally, as long as we're covering news that's not really news, the official website for new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe indirectly debunk- debunks the idea of Bowsette. Oh, Bowsette. Mark, no. <laughs> uh, no, Mark. <laughs> Bowsette, for those of uh, you just joining us, mm-hmm. bl- blissfully unaware, uh, is the fan canon result of Bowser putting on the Super Crown from new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe and turning into a hot goth version of Peach. Mm-hmm. Popularized uh, shortly after the announcement that uh, Toadette puts on a uh, crown and becomes Peachette, um, somehow turning Toadette into a princess. Perhaps Bowser could have the s- suffer the same fate? <laughs> uh, and, you know, the internet went crazy, drew a lot of pictures of Bowsette, and we were all very happy for a time. Mm-hmm. But then... Nintendo quietly shut that down. Uh, on the website, the description of the Super Crown reads, quote, when Toadette finds one of these, she can transform into the super-powered Beachette. Sorry, Luigi. Only Toadette can use this item. Now, sorry, Luigi? <laughs> now, th- that, that's, this is just Nintendo, like, accomplishing something and sidestepping it at the same time, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because if they if they had said sorry Bowser winky face emoji, <laughs> that would have been just too saucy. No, but like it also just gives them an opportunity to dump on Luigi a little bit, which is everyone's favorite pastime. Yeah, I mean he had it coming, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All of that helps us out tremendously. You could uh, rate or review us on different platforms too, but Apple Podcasts is just the only one that we can think of ever and the only one we have written down. But we appreciate it no matter where the review is. Um, That helps people find the show. Um, if you liked it, you could uh, also share on whatever social media platforms you use. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. Check out the Facebook page as well, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, and be sure to come back on Thursday because we are ranking franchise contributions to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It looks like it's going to be a barn burner. Um, so you just, you gotta be there. Yeah. And thank you to everybody who wrote in. Yeah. Helps us out tremendously because again, we are idiots. However, we will present to you a definitive list. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more music by going to 8 or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, sorry, Luigi. And thanks for listening.
Campfire. <laughs>